And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence. Very clearly incitement of violence. And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. All right, welcome back. Oh, where do we start today? I have so many things that are all related to each other. Uh, it's, it's quite a bit. Uh, but we can start with the progressive that you just listened to, the socialist Democrat that would like to censor speech because what Tucker Carlson or other people on Fox, which she didn't name any names, who else, uh, she says are inciting violence with their words. Interestingly, I guess when she gets up in front of uh, Congress and she's yelling and screaming and putting on a good show and bobbing around looking like a Muppet, I guess... Uh, the words that she says doesn't incite violence. You know, I guess Maxine Waters telling people to get in people's face doesn't incite violence. I guess them not condemning their side of the aisle for going to judges' homes in the middle of the night and try to kill kill judges or harass them at their houses. I guess having politicians thrown out of Democratic-run institutions and they're not allowed to eat there, that's not inciting violence. I guess lying to the public consistently on bills and gaslighting everybody that's you know that's not inciting violence it's only inciting violence when you try to show people both sides of the stories and expose people to truth i guess truth must be what's inciting violence according to aoc all right while uh, yeah enough aoc while we move on to the border we're already having about as many border problems as we could possibly have i'm sure it could get a little worse i, I doubt it's going to get any better especially uh, when the title expires. Uh, But while we're not already having enough problems down there and the Democrats are not already doing enough by not stopping or preventing anybody from entering this country illegally, they're letting drugs pour over the the border, they're letting terrorists in the country and, you know, just thousands, uh, millions and millions of people uh, over the border. Under a newly uh, reintroduced Democratic-led bill, vulnerable persons such as LGBTQ alphabet youth may no longer be detained at the U.S.-Mexican border. The Dignity for Detained Immigrants Act was recently reintroduced by Representative uh, Pramila J. Paul, Paul, Democratic in Washington, and Cory Booker. Uh, What do they call him, Spartacus? (laughs) I have no idea why. Uh, the act stipulates <clears throat> that those who are considered a vulnerable person, this list includes but is not limited to caregivers, individuals under the age of 21 or over the age of 60 years old, pregnant women and individuals who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or intersex. I don't know what, I don't even, you know, I don't follow these things because I don't care. It's It's not that, it's not, information has to be useful to you. Let's put it that way. If I'm going to take my time to understand and read and know something, I'd like to have so I'd like to get some benefit from it. You know, I'd like to have some real you know, deep knowledge from it that really gets you thinking. I have no idea what intersex means. I, I really don't. I don't know if it's just that means you love yourself, but I thought that, I always thought that was asexual. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the hell it means, but I mean, how many how many letters of the alphabet are we going to add on here? Uh, it, it's just ridiculous. Anyways, the bill would create a presumption of release and impose a higher burden of proof to detain 
primary caregivers and vulnerable population, including asylum seekers, pregnant women, the alphabet people, survivors of torture or gender-based violence. Uh, I'm I'm curious, gender-based violence, I'm going to assume, so I'm going to try to read this uh, in a way that it should be written. Gender-based violence would be, say, women coming from the Middle East that are the women here complain they don't have any rights. Yeah, these people actually don't have any rights. I mean, they they almost don't have the right to life over there. But <clears throat> I'm assuming that's what they mean. I, I would hope so. But, you know, Democrats, when they introduce bills, they're not always uh, real crystal clear. Uh, and people under the age of 21 years old. So while we're having all the problems that we are having, they're reintroducing bills that's going to allow more people to come in here undetained and flood into the United States with a highlight on the alphabet community. And that's, that was big to add that in there because, you know, it's just important. We got to bring everybody in here, but especially those people. You know, you got to bring in a very particular person. We, we need them to be part of the alphabet community because that's what we're pushing and that's what we're selling right now. So particularly those people, we need to get them across the border with no delay. Uh, simply amazing. All right. Kansas public school teacher. Yes, your children are being indoctrinated. Parents and taxpayers need to know what's going on in the Swanee Mission School District M- uh, SMSD. An English teacher employed in the S, oh Jesus Christ, I keep wanting to say MS, <laughs> MSDS sheet, because that's, you know, uh, what I work at, why I use it a lot. It's SMSD for 15 years, can no longer stay silent about the state of our schools. I will be attacked and, un- and threatened, but for the good of our district and the students within whom are entru- we are entrusted, I must speak out. Uh, this is too important. Amidst, amid worsening teacher shortages that saw a SMSD pay $3.5 million to out-of-state agencies to recruit and retain more educators, we are losing good teachers because of an imposed divisive rhetoric that does not inspire mutual goodwill. In my school alone, three teachers, coaches left in March, and recently in one day, four more teachers said that they are contempl- contemplating leaving the profession. We're being manipulated and intimidated by a divisive, woke ideology that is creating a culture of contempt and disrespect. SMSD is fostering a toxic environment and requiring employees to attend diversity, equity, and inclusion training and workshops centered around critical race theory, including Black Lives Matter and in the classroom uh, and social justice in the classroom using teachers, white privilege, white supremacy, uh, and decolonizing our classrooms propaganda beautiful man you got if you're ever in doubt of how bad your public school system is it's nice that we're finally getting some whistleblowers that are willing to step up and it's unfortunate that you went to college and that's what you aspired to be because i think that true teachers teachers that really care that really do make a difference uh, there's something in you, just like a doctor and just like a good lawyer and everything else. There's something in you. There's a passion for it. And you want to be able to do that in your life. Unfortunately, your hands are being tied. You don't have the freedom in the classroom that you would like to have. And they are pushing this ideology. And now you're going to lose that profession, which you probably really did love mm-hmm. at one point and have to do something that you didn't uh, plan on doing in life. Let's put it that way. Uh, there's repeated white shaming and preoccupation with the white people as oppressors. Nice. 
You're going to like that. Including staff field trips with such a focus on systematic racism, the white saviorism and virtue signaling at DEI meetings is so uh, condescending that many minorities and other staff members have stopped attending. You know it's bad. I'll be honest with you. With the way things are in society right now, you always wonder how much do people buy in? You know, I, I, I guarantee, much like you, much like myself, I guarantee that you wonder to yourself, do people really buy into this crap? When you walk around and you see your everyday people walking around, black, white, Spanish, whatever, how many people are really buying into this nonsense? Because when you walk around outside, on all accounts, all of us are pretty polite with each other and everybody's nice with each other and nobody's looking to hurt each other. We're all just going about our day and living our lives as we want to. We're not there to... Uh, call people out and hurt people. I obviously see transgender people that walk by me. I've, I've dealt with them in stores. I am not discourteous to them. I do not hate you. You're living in sin. I'll pray for you. I do not hate you. I, and there's not this, you don't have to be feel fear and threat uh, with us walking around. I disagree with your stance and the left stance on women in sports. I disagree with the timing on when you are and are not allowed to start mutilating yourself. I don't think you ever should. But if we live in a free country over the age of 18 or 21 years old, after that, you are responsible for yourself. So if you're going to go do stuff like that, that's on you. I have no say in your life. You know, I'm not your master. I don't rule over you. You know, God rules over all of us. I don't think he'd like you mutilating yourself either because he made you as he intended to. Uh, so I don't think he'd be too happy with you either. But under the age of, say, 18 or 21, depending on uh, what bill it's going to be or what's going to end up passing, no, I don't think that another person, even if it's your parents, I don't think that they should be assisting you in doing these radical surgeries and altering your body. I think that they should should deal with you. They should work with you. They should make sure you're seeing the right people. They should find out if there's any other problem that you have besides the one that you think you have. They should try to get to the root cause of all this crap and get you all squared away. And then after you have reached adulthood and you are in that age group, if you still want to proceed forward with whatever you're doing, then proceed. It's your life. But I don't think that... I can't even imagine the person you, 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 that's what I'm talking about. Walking around and seeing people like that would agree with taking a little 11 or 12 year old girl and cutting her breasts off or, or taking a, a, a 13 year old boy and, and turning his Audi into an innie. I, I don't, I can't even imagine the common person walking around would agree with that. That is so radical. I can't imagine it, but do these people have to live in fear? You know how much I'm against it. I'm against them in sports. I'm against all that mutilation. If I see you in public, I'm not going to, I may not call you by your preferred pronoun <laughs> that, that much. I, I, you're probably not going to get out of me, but I certainly wouldn't be violent towards you. I'm not going to draw any more attention. You got plenty of attention on your own there. I'm not going to draw any more attention to you. I will interact with you very peacefully. Buy what I got to buy. That's it. If you strike up a little conversation, you're being friendly. I will be friendly and cordial back to you. I'm not going to be a mean, nasty person. And I'm, I'm telling and using myself as an example, telling you about what I would do and use myself as an example, because I wonder how many people actually buy into this crap that when you go, uh, say, sit down in one of these re-education classes, because that's all it really is. And they're feeding you this stuff about basically white people are the devil, because that's what, that's what you're going to hear. White people are the devil and everybody else gets praised. I wonder how many people actually believe this. I wonder how many black people in your life. How many white people you've been around that you've been friends with 
you've never had any issues. Or how about the guy like me that you go, oh my God, look, I see him over there and he's having a conversation with a gay person. Of course I am. Okay. Again, you're living in sin. I'll pray for you. I do not hate you. I will sit there and have a conversation with you. If you're being respectful and peaceful, I will be respectful and peaceful as well. I just wonder how many people buy into this crap because it's just, it's consistent. They're trying to teach this as if it's truth. And when I walk around, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I interact with everybody. I don't care where I live at, man. Good luck if you think you're only interacting with one race. Best of luck to you. South Florida, it's a melting pot. You have everybody and everything here. Okay. And we all act nice with each other. I mean, I don't see, I'm sure there's a few uh, morons out there that are going to make some rude statements and think they're being funny and crack jokes and stuff like that. I mean, you're going to get that anywhere you go, but. Beyond that, I'm talking about overall, everybody acts fine with everybody. You know, my church is a real mixed church. It's probably actually, uh, the church I go to is probably more dominant uh, Islander than anything. I think there's probably more Haitians and Jamaicans than there are Hispanics and whites there, would be my guess. Um, and we, everybody in there, they're all brothers. Shake your hand, you hug your brothers in there, all the sisters in there. There's no issue. I I struggle to believe that everybody believes in and buys into this crap. So when you hear that black people are even walking out of the training, that gives me, that that justifies the way that I feel that even them, they can't stomach it because they just know it's not true. They just go in there and know this is just pure hate these people are, are, are spewing out and I don't want no part of it. But we need whistleblowers like the teacher in Kansas to continue to come out to highlight what they are doing and what they're doing with your children. We already know it, but the more of you that come out and actually say it and have proof in it, the better for us because that's the way we make changes. We need a return of good teachers that are going to go in there and teach kids the right way, the right history, and educate these kids properly, fearlessly. Yeah, we don't need them feeling like I better teach this one thing. Otherwise, they're going to come cancel me. No. And if a kid is doing bad, doesn't matter what color the kid is. If you're doing bad and you go to the principal and say, hey, listen, he's got to be held back or she's got to be held back. Doesn't matter what color they are. Their education is not to where it needs to be. We're setting these kids up for failure. You're setting them out into the world ignorant. I'm like, no, if they got to repeat a grade, then so be it. And then they need to work a little harder. You know, so let's start with the first step. Let's get them some extra help. Let's get their parents involved. Hey, we want to get this kid free tutoring. I can give up, you know, Wednesdays or whatever. I remember when we were kids, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays after school for 30 minutes. And it's a one-on-one. See if I can figure out a way to get this kid to understand what I'm trying to teach him. Crack into that brain of his or hers. See which direction I need to come from to make them better understand what we're doing here so they are successful. You're already successful. You're a teacher. You already graduated. You're already, you're in your profession. We need the teachers, real teachers want to make them successful so that they can feel proud that, look, that guy on TV right now, you see that guy, that big time investor making all that money? I had him in the sixth grade. He couldn't do anything with numbers. He sucked at numbers. And I used to work with him three days a week after school until finally it took us almost a year to figure it out. And once we got it and it made sense, it started clicking for him and look at him now. What a great story. I'm sure it's happened a million times over. When you had good teachers, that's what, we, that's what we're looking for. That's what we're hoping for. But yes, whistleblowers, please keep coming out. The children are what's important. What they're pushing and what they're selling is not important. 
the hate that they're spewing, the confusion. No, it's not important. It's important to get these kids educated, well-educated. Get them the truth. Let them understand. Make them better for the future because that's what's important. All right, state of Florida, you're going to like this. Well, I like it. It's protecting the children. Anytime you can protect children to me, I'm having a good day. Uh, a pride par- a pride parade I can't read today pride parade is canceled over bill barring kids from attending at lewd adult performances pride parade was canceled and the attendance uh, at the association's event was limited to patrons 21 and older uh, over a Florida bill that would bar kids from sexual adult performances. After multiple meetings with the city officials, it is with a heavy heart that the Pride Alliance of the Treasure Coast has to announce that this weekend's Pride Fest will now be at a 21 and older event. It ended up taking place uh, at the uh, Mid-Florida Event Center in Port St. Lucie Saturday after the city officials and organizers came to an agreement. Uh, We are obviously upset and disheartened that it has come to this. The organization also wrote, adding that they would soon be announcing a family-friendly party in the park event where youth children can celebrate who they are. The Protection of Children's Act uh, bill, SB 1438, passed Florida's House on April 19th. It prohibits governmental entities from issuing permits for events that allow children at an adult live performance and provides stiff penalties for venue uh, licenses, uh, licensees excuse me, that are in violation of it. The bill, which Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to sign, defines adult live performances as any show, exhibition, or other presentation in front of a live audience, which in whole or in part depicts or simulates nudity, sexual conduct, sexual excitement, or specific sexual activities, lewd conduct or lewd exposure of prosthetics or uh, 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 Jesus, imitation genitals or breasts, Jesus. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm struggling to read today. Uh, I was a supporter of this bill. They were calling this, just like they said the Don't Say Gay bill, this is the one they were talking about with the drag shows. It's not just drag shows. There's not even a mention of the word drag in the entire bill. This is protecting kids from seeing any type of type of obscenities that they shouldn't be seeing under the age of 18 at a minimum, but preferably over the age of 21. So that's why they are moving these events to 21 and older. And it's not for good cause. Any of the footage that we have seen as of late – you have drag queens scandally dressed with prosthetic breasts, uh, G-strings. They're twerking in front of ch- little innocent children. Uh, and kids don't need to be to this. Look, would you allow your child to go to a strip club? Now, I know all moms and, and everybody, uh, oh, no, of course not. Well, why would you let them go to a drag club? What is the difference? Except there's a bunch of pedophiles dressed up as women. It's even more dangerous. Okay, a uh, strip club, you're going to probably get some type of venereal disease just by walking through the door. You don't even got to touch anything in there. God knows how disgusting it is in one of those places. And you got this one that you got a bunch of pedophiles eyeballing your children the whole time that they're getting themselves aroused by dancing. Kids should not be uh, attending these things. They shouldn't even see these things. So I'm a fan of the bill. There's nothing to do with drag queens. It's just that drag queens and pride events, you have people go out there 
and it, they do the dumbest things. You have guys walking around out there in dildo costumes, where they're a giant dildo, or they're wearing costumes that have like twenty dildos sticking out all over them. You have them walking people on ch- walking people like their dogs on chains. It's it's it, it looks like the freak shows coming to town. To be honest with you, this isn't a bunch of well dressed people marching, putting on a parade. Uh, with their flags flying or whatever, and they go through there peacefully and everybody's well-dressed and well-thought-of, no one would even be bringing this up. These are people that decide they want to go out there and misbehave. Well, th- these are not places for children. They're, they're just not. Uh, these people want to want to do that. They don't go out there and they're not classy about how they do stuff. They, they act ridiculous, and this is what you get for it. Uh, I'm glad that DeSantis passed the bill. It's necessary to pass it. Because times are crazy right now. They really are. Right now, we're, we're in times where they think it's okay to mutilate children. They think it's okay to have children attend programs like this. We have to balance things out because the pendulum is way too far to one side. we got to bring it back to the center. And if we have to do that through enacting bills that prevent you, because now you got to be policed, prevent you from harming children in this way, then so be it. All right, changing subjects. I found something interesting in Yahoo News, and it's a quick read. It's a minute read. I'm going to read it to you because there's something bigger going on here. I don't know what it is yet, and I'd like to dig into this some more, but I'll at least give you what is available right now. BlackRock Inc. Chief Executive Officer Larry Fink sold nearly 7% of his stake in the asset management giant netting proceeds of about $25 million dollars. The sale was disclosed in a filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission on Thursday. Last week, the New York-based company reported an 18% drop in its first quarter profit, but but trounced analysis estimate as investors continued to pour money into its funds. Turmoil in the markets, like the one sparked by the banking crisis last month, can present enormous opportunities for BlackRock, Fink said last week. Shares of BlackRock, with most of its money uh, from fees on investing advisories and administration administration services, gained nearly 3% since the banking turbulence began last month. Stock lost 0.6% on Friday. Now, I think this is something that we got to pay attention to. I think something bigger is about to happen. Um, him selling 7%, it's not like it's a huge amount. $25 million to your common man like me or you is a huge amount. That's like, that is winning the lotto. <laughs> but for these people, they play with a lot big numbers than that, a lot bigger numbers than that. So $25 million is not the largest number or largest transaction you've ever seen. But for somebody that is so dedicated to BlackRock, why would you sell off that amount of your shares? I mean, it could be a million reasons. I mean, maybe he's having some financial problems that are undisclosed that right now and that he's going to have to, uh, uh, this is how he takes care of them. Who knows? The fact that people have been exposing BlackRock for the last couple of years for what they are doing, that they're joining with the federal government and they are pushing this whole ESG um, on anybody that uses money through them, uh, you know, this might be a sign of something good that's about to happen. So I, I think this is something that we need to keep an eye on and see where it goes from here. You know, Fink's just not going to sell 7% if something's doing so well. He's talking about everything's going well and this presents great opportunity. Well, the fact is you're down 18% in the first quarter and now on Friday you lost another a little over half a percent. That's not looking real well for you. So I, I know that, you know, how you make money is you buy when the market's down. I get that. 
but usually you sell high and you, and you you buy low. You know, when everything bottoms out, you sell when it's high and you make a bunch of money on it. When it crashes and goes back down, all that money you just made on it, you go buy even more for the next cycle. That's just kind of how it works. <clears throat> so the fact that he's selling, and I, we're not at all-time highs anymore. We haven't been for a while, but he's selling on a decline. That That's interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see where what this turns out to be. So definitely keep an eye on BlackRock. Keep an eye on Fink. Let's see what they're doing. If anything else comes up, I will obviously uh, keep you up to speed on it. If I see it in there, I just got to keep looking through finance. Um, and we'll kind of go from there. But definitely something's cooking. I just don't know what it is yet. All right. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. It's always great help. Sorry that it's Monday. I know the week's just started. It means you got a long road ahead of you. I guess like the rest of us. Uh, if you like... Uh, to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section. You can reach out to me anytime. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Monday, and uh, we will.